Welcome to Real Talk, Real Women, Breaking the Silence Around Abuse. Today, we have the honor of having Erlie Davo joining us. Erlie Davo, the energy alchemist, is a visionary leader, an expert in personal motivation, and the innovative creator of the personal growth technology, the energy alchemy process. Elida, whose mission is to vibe up the planet, works to empower others to produce life-changing results and provides spiritual tools designed to help others live a life that lights them up. I am Chema Serenity, and Elinda, the stage is yours. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. First of all, um, Gemma, just thank you so much for what you're doing and what you're creating here. I think it's so empowering to give others a voice to share kind of how they overcame some difficult times. So thank you for what you're doing. And obviously, great minds think alike. We're both in this hot pink <laughs> Um, which I also know as like the color of love, right? Um, divine love. So really, what a great opportunity. <laughs> um, so you guys just, I wanted to just introduce myself. My name is Erlen DeVoe, the energy alchemist. Really, all that means is I'm all about transforming bad vibes into good ones. Um, and I'm the founder of the Spa for Your Soul. And I will get into that a little bit. That's about spiritual wellness um, tools that you can uplift yourself, right? Um, and I'll get into that and how I kind of created that um, in my journey and in my story. Um, so this bright, happy girl that you see here, I used to be that way, okay? And then I decided I was a master manifester and I called my girlfriend and I said, hey, I said, hey girl, <laughs> we're gonna have to go out tonight because I'm gonna meet my husband. And she, you know, looked at me and was like, okay, Linda, and rolled her eyes a little bit, but she's like, let's go out. And I met my husband, okay? I'm <laughs> at a bar and I was, I was like, oh my God, I'm a master manifester. And it was amazing, right? Like I met him that night, like it was kind of wild. <laughs> so fast forward, um, slowly over time, the brightness and the shine and the light you know, those people who have just light coming through their eyes, they're just, they're just, you just know that they're alive, authentic, happy, and powerful. I slowly, slowly started diminishing that light over time. And I didn't know what happened. And I went down like a bunch of tests and am I in depression? Like what is going on? And I didn't understand what was happening, but I was trying to start a business and I created my own essential oils and I was at this booth. I remember this day, you guys, because it's life changing. So I just want to bring you into my world for a moment. So I'm sitting there trying to sell my little oils and a friend of mine was like, okay, come meet this energy worker. Now I'm an energy healer, right? I do energy work. I'm the energy alchemist. I'm like, ah, I don't know if I want somebody else in my energy. She's like, please, she deals with essential oils. She's really good. So I said yes, and I drove from Chicago to Indiana for this session. And I remember thinking, okay, God, this is going to be a sales pitch. And, you know, like, what are those moments? Anyways, this woman proceeded to put about 20 different essential oils on me. And in this session, I was kind of all of a sudden feeling really good. And I remember thinking to myself, oh, I can't sell my essential oils because, you know, like, these ones are so much better. What's going on here? 
But I left there and I had a long drive home from Indiana to Chicago. And I felt like my crown chakra opened up. And all of a sudden I felt reconnected to source, God, the divine, whatever it is for you. For me, it was God. And I was like, wow. And I got home that night and I remembered my husband at the time. He couldn't be in the same room as me. And I remember thinking, oh, that's weird. He's like, I'm going to sleep upstairs, which is weird. Our bedroom's downstairs. I'm telling you this because this is the point in which I had awoken, okay? So fast forward a couple days, he couldn't be in the same room as me. And I remember waking up and I went to my girlfriend's house and I told her, I said, he better vibe up or vibe out because I'm not vibing down for anybody anymore. And I want you to know within three weeks, <laughs> we were getting separated after that session. That was kind of my awakening. So what I didn't know at the time, I started separating. And he would say things like, well, you have to pay for half the bills. You know, we got a car and all this. And I was like, okay, no problem. And I remember people fighting with me. They were like, no. If you're not driving the car, you're not paying for it. And basically, he had done this math. Okay, so let's let's go backtrack a little bit. Like I said, I was this bright light. And slowly over time, just started diminishing. I started doubting myself, which I think is common. Sometimes you have insecurities, right? But I actually started questioning my reality. Okay. And things like he would stay out really late and be like, oh, I told you. And I'm like, I don't think you told me. And we would fight about it. And then, you know, one time I remember I found these bills and it was like five, over $5,000 of charges. And he was like, no, no, the, you're reading it wrong. And, and no, no, I moved money. Like he would do this air math. And literally I was like, huh? And I was questioning my sanity. And I, little by little, just kind of isolated. Little by little, I was starting to eat in the closet, like extra food and just hiding food. I didn't even know why I was hiding food. And um, I didn't know. <laughs> um, but at the time, I was married to a narcissist. And he was gaslighting me. And little by little, I didn't even know how I liked my own steak. And I remember having this moment and I turned to him and I said, well, how do, how do I like my steak? Cause I couldn't remember. I couldn't, I didn't have my own thoughts anymore, my own feelings anymore. And he would tell me how I like my steak. And I remember things like, for example, I'd be like, we shared money. Now, listen, I made more money than he did, but he managed all the money. And he would do these air math things. So I'd be like, okay, well, we're going to move it from this fund and you're going to pay for like, he would do it out here. And I can't track that way. I need like a pen and paper, right? My mind doesn't work that way. So I always was left feeling stupid. He's like, okay, he's like, I'll explain it again. And he'll get so angry. And, you know, there's all these different things. And these are just little examples, you guys, because when you go through emotional, you know, emotional abuse or financial abuse or mental abuse, Sometimes it's really subtle. Now you don't even realize that it's happening until like somebody starts talking about numbers and you get like PTS panic about it. 
And so this happened for many years where I felt stupid. Like I didn't know how to deal with finances at all. So much so I didn't even know what I was supposed to like, like what would be a good thing to like. I would, you know, it's like I would recommend a restaurant, but not even because I knew he would always say no. So at that point, it was just like, okay, well, let me just throw out two because he'll pick whatever one he's going to pick anyways. Um, and it was like, it was like I had no, no voice anymore. No thinking capacity for myself. And I thought I was always a smart woman. So you get into this kind of like aloneness, trying to process what's wrong with me. But I went to college. Why am I so stupid with numbers? Why am I, you know, but when you're dealing with a narcissist who's lying and pretending things didn't happen and, uh, you know, having things be distorted and making you wrong and saying you're too big and we can't have kids because you're too bad and just all of these different things, you, you just lose your reality. You don't know what's real anymore. And I remember, sorry, fast forward just a minute. I remember once after I was like, I need a new bra. And I, I remember I was telling myself I need a new bra. And I was like, God, you know, just go get one, Erlinda. But no, I spent weeks. I need a new bra. I need a new bra. I need a new bra because that's what I used to do. I used to tell him I need a new bra and he would ignore me. I need a new bra and he would ignore me. I need a new bra and he would ignore me. And then finally, if I bugged him enough, he'd be like, okay, fine. Well, how much is it? And where do you, you know, like it, I, I started doing that to myself after too. So you think, well, silly, go get a new bra. Jeez, you know, but when you are in a relationship, all of a sudden it just started becoming about me asking permission to get things as simple as a bra. So trauma and abuse looks very different and that you know i don't want to get into all of it you know the the lying and the cheating and the stealing and all while pretending not to um and even you know texting another woman late at night when i found the phone bill and denying it and and making it you know but when you're questioning your reality you're you question whether or not it's true or not and so that is kind of my story and um but here's what happened so fast forward after three weeks after I had that oil session when I felt like he better vibe up or vibe out I didn't think anything was wrong and three months later I was talking to a chiropractor and he looked me in the eye he's like how's your divorce going and here's what I said. I said, it's so easy. I don't know why anybody has a problem. Woof. Again, my crown chakra opened. And all of a sudden, I saw all the things that my ex-husband did. You know how people say your life flashes before your eyes? It was one of those moments. I saw all the lying, the cheating, the stealing. The I, I, I saw it all. And... He had spent about probably over five grand on pornography. And I remember going to some, a friend and coach and saying, is that normal? Like, wait, we could, we could put that down as a how, like what? And I had, you know, I got this coaching and by the time my ex-husband was done with me, 
I thought I made the whole thing up. And I'm like, that's, I don't think I would just call a random friend and coach and make up, like, what? Did I make it up? He had me believing that I made that up, right? So fast forward, I had that crown open up and I saw the whole thing. I saw all of it. I saw the lying, the cheating, staying out to three, four in the morning, never wearing his wedding ring, you know, um, never, you know, it's, the intimacy was just kind of stopped at that point. <laughs> you guys, sometimes you don't even know what's happening. And in the moment that the chiropractor asked me how it was going and I said to myself, oh, it's so easy, this divorce was the first time I heard the lie myself. I said, you know, sometimes I feel like he's a good a good guy, but he could be a real pain in the butt, we'll say that. I said, but he could be a real, you know, blank. And my chiropractor looked me dead in the eye and he said, Erlinda, he is a blank. And I said, no, no, he's a good guy. That was the lie that came out of my mouth that I heard for the very first time. We were together 11 years, married for six. I heard the lie. I want you to know I started stuttering. From that moment on, I was in a full-blown stutter. I didn't know what was happening to me. I couldn't figure out what, what was going on. I was in such a profound delusion about it and that he was a good guy that I didn't see what was really happen happening. I couldn't see it. I was, you know, it was so slow over time. I remember going to a therapist and he looked me in the face. He said, you've been in a severely abusive marriage. I'm sorry to tell you. And I want you to know, you know, what my brain said, no, no, he's a good guy. I couldn't process that he was not a good guy that he was a narcissist, that he was a gaslighting me, lying to me, making me question my reality. I did not want to believe it so much that my whole body, I, I just started stuttering, stuttering and stuttering. And I honestly, what went through my mind is like, I'm never going to find someone else because now I stutter. Like no one's going to want to be with me, you know, of course, because it's all about looking good in the moment. But I want you to know it was one of the scariest moments because you don't know what's real. You don't know if everybody's been in on it and you're the only one that didn't know. You don't know, you know, there are people telling me, don't be a victim, you know, don't be a victim. And I'm like, wait a minute, I am a victim. I said, look, I, I'm all about empowerment. I'm all about being responsible. But you have to give me space because right now I'm a victim, okay? So fast, so I was stuttering. And guess what? A couple of days later, that woman who put oils on me in the beginning, she was in Chicago for one night. One night, I went to see her. She put oils on me. I, I popped back in my body and started talking again, clearly. And from that moment on, I made my life be about vibing up people. And here's the dangers of manifesting. I was manifest. I was a master. Obviously, I could manifest anything. But if you're not aligned with your higher self and aligned with your soul purpose, you can be manifesting things that kind of take you off your soul path. And listen, you guys, not many people will say this, but I am grateful for my experience because 
I really got that I was able to put myself aside. Well, he, you know, kind of <laughs> trained me to not think about myself, trained me to put myself last, you know, kind of trained me that way. But when I left, I was able to put all of me aside to really listen to my inner guidance, my, like all the ego and all the stuff to my inner guidance, my soul purpose, my divine alignment to move forward. So I had that awakening. In that moment, my body didn't want to process it. It was saying, no, no, that's how I survived it, was that my brain told me, no, he's a good guy. And I lived that for 11 years and I didn't deal with the reality of it. And I don't regret it because I learned a lot and I know my story can make a difference. When you are questioning your reality, when you are having PTS about numbers, <laughs> right? When you are a bright light and then all of a sudden you're not and you're dull and you're isolating and things like that. You just want to know, one, you're not alone. Even if you're isolated, there are other people who've been there who have survived it. Um, and sometimes when you leave, you don't, you still don't even know quite what happened. That's how master manipulators operate. So you guys, I want to get into my journey from then. I made essential oils a huge part of my uh, energy alchemy process, right? It's about vibing up your energy. Um, what I realized, hindsight's 2020, was that I was a master manifester, but I was at such a low frequency when I created that, that I attracted a narcissist and a gaslight, gaslighter. I didn't know what that was, but since I was at a low frequency, that's what I manifested. That's what I actualized, okay? Now I know is you want to vibe up your energy. You want to be aligned with the divine, the universe, the cosmos. You want to be aligned with your higher purpose and soul purpose. And then go be a master manifester and actualize your destiny. Actualize the things that are aligned with your soul purpose. So that's kind of my journey um, into the spa for your soul. What is a place in which you can go get tools to help you deal with soul care, nourish your soul, up-level your soul, and vibe up your energy so that you can manifest and attract and actualize things that are of a higher frequency and things that match your soul purpose and where you're going. Okay, so that is most of my story. I think in a nutshell, I offer so many different things on their free stuff. I do a reading on my Instagram, a soul frequency reading to give people just a sense of how to navigate the week. And what I'll say is, I'm not going to say it's an easy journey. I happen to be um, a woman who didn't have kids. I happen to be a woman who had a full-time job. And, and it was terrifying and extremely hard. Okay, so for those of you who are maybe stuck with kids and not have a job, Give yourself a little space and grace, okay, to go through and, and do the best you can to see if you need to get out or not, okay? But don't make yourself wrong. Even with somebody who I did make my own money, I did not have kids that had to worry about feeding. I just had to worry about me and my own safety, right? I want you to know that 
whatever you decide, you know, and I hope that you reach out to people that you trust to get some extra support outside of that. Because when you're in some kind of abuse like that, you don't know which way's up or down and you don't know who is who is doing what and all of that, that you, you know, focus on doing the best you can. Um, so that's what I'll leave you with is doing the best you can and really know that it's not about like starting here and then getting all the way to the top. It's about the steps in between, doing the best you can to get to the next step, doing the best you can. You know, I I have to rebuild my finances. I have to figure out how to pay my own bills on time. I have to figure all those things that I didn't learn when I was married, when he managed it all, right? And you have to be okay with having to kind of start over sometimes. So yeah, I think that, you know, the Spa for Your Soul has different tools for different people in different places, you know, like we have a soul planner workshop audio that you can purchase. Um, I think my, a, an offer that's pretty fairly reasonable for everybody is we did a vision board party. I tell people if it's your birthday, you can redo it. If it's not your birthday, you want to kind of refresh. It's a three hour experience to kind of create your 2023 um, and we have some sound healing in there and some emotional freedom tapping. So it's it's a real amazing experience. I think it's like $29.99. It's $30 for a three-hour experience. It's really nothing. It will help you kind of just get recentered. Um, one last thing is I have I have some free med a free meditation on my website and a free clearing. So really, really, you know, not just the spa for your soul. There's so many resources out there, you guys, but really, really. If you're in that situation, um, just know you're not alone and uh, that there are people and there are resources uh, to help you navigate. And like I said, you know, it's time to vibe up or vibe out, you know, and he did. He vibed out, you guys. And I will not vibe down again for anybody, uh, you know, now that I have that experience. So I'm so grateful to be here. Uh, Gemma, any other questions or any other thoughts? Yeah. And in that you have you have managed this conversation with so much mastery and tact and and going through the entire the entire emotion arc actually. Yeah. Going deep into becoming a victim that you was you were not before. And how it Teamed your night, how you reopened with your crown chakra with those essential oils, and it, of course all her intention and yours, and and you were ready for that, because that was essential as well. We can be the best energy healer in the world if the person receiving it is not ready to vibe up, as you see so well. It will not happen. I'm, you know, I was so a Reiki healer, and there is about three percent of the people. It's not a lot, but it's three percent out of one hundred who will tell me, "I didn't feel a thing. I don't know what you're doing. All of that is woo woo. Get out." Man, who was it? Wow. So if you are part of this tiny, tiny percentage who is so disconnected that they happen to come as a client. 
but totally closed and not with them to receive and to connect with their highest self. Yeah, totally. That's crazy amazing. And you know, this absolute decision to say, no, he is a good guy. That is a big one, especially generating it stuttered so much you knew it was not true. <laughs> I know. But- you know, I spent so many years justifying his behavior that he supported my life. And I mean, you know, looking back, it's like silly. Like him not wanting his not dying. Oh, it it's feels not silly, silly at all. No, it's not silly at all. When, yeah. When, when you attract yeah. into believing what he tells you, into losing your sanity, into not understanding and doubting yourself. It's not silly to not see those things. Yeah. It's not silly. This is why other people also are here to just to be a soundboard and to hear your story and to tell you, well, just told me that. (laughs) That's true. Correct it. Yeah, you're right. It is not silly. What it was was red flag that I didn't pay attention to. And um and I could actually be empowered at that. So I didn't mean to dismiss, but see how that just happened? You want to know that the work starts. I mean, it's great to be over, but that's just when the journey starts to begin for healing. Because even just now, I just totally diminished what I went through by saying it was silly. No, the truth is there were red flags that I stepped over and that's what happened. But when you're dealing with a master man- a manipulator, it's, you know, that's their design. Yes, it is. And there is a reason why you overlook the red flags. And the reason is, what does it mean for your identity if you happen to have married a bad guy? Oops, you cannot deal with that. Yeah. So you better <laughs> have a really good guy because it tells everything about you. So that is another consideration why couldn't agree to see the truth for what it was. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It says everything about you. So do you think when in truth it does not? But so do you think? Yeah. Oh. Interesting. Oh. I love that. So to our beloved audience, yeah. if you feel if you feel that it might be abuse, but you're not so sure about that, talk to one of us. We are here for you. We have been there, experienced it. We have overcome it. We have prevailed over it. We are victorious over domestic abuse. Both of us. We are available for you so that we can talk over what you're going through. And then either we can really help you or we can at least direct you to the right people. And we always have free options as well as paid options. So don't stop yourself because of money. Just come forth. We are telling you what happened so that you can just say, me too. And we will understand. Yes, totally. Right. Elinda, I appreciate your vulnerability, authenticity, 
true, true nature. Appreciate your first of emotions because you you know how it feels like you remember you are fully completely connected with yourself yeah <laughs> thanks it's beautiful Très beautiful. all right guys gem as gem real talk real women breaking the silence around abuse and early devil we have also links in the description below so you get the description of this um of this um, episode and to make it simple just spar for your soul.com that is the easiest way to go about it right <laughs> perfect yes thank you awesome <laughs> have an amazing day thank you okay. you too hi everyone it's Erlinda Vo the energy alchemist and I just wanted to give a, just a little note here about something that really helped me um, navigating kind of heal from some of the trauma I dealt with, which was I initially had a call with Gemma to find out if being on her podcast was a fit. And I remember we I spent like an hour, over an hour, I think, telling my story and all the details and everything. And and um, what I realized after recording the session um, for the podcast was that the first time I was really kind of reliving the trauma when I was telling it with Gemma and and that that was an experience that our experience I mean, she was so generous she gave me extra time <laughs> um, but the the so generous in her listening that even though I was sharing my story from the trauma like I was still re-experiencing that the distance between when I recorded that first call and then recording the second call um, for the podcast I really got to share my story without reliving it that just because I'm not reliving in a moment still means it has impact and it's inspirational because you can start to heal from that and even heal from the telling of the story. So that's what I want to say about that, that this is a real opportunity. You know, at first I didn't think I was like, oh my God, I don't want to be, you know, leaving a podcast so emotionally charged. But the truth is I was still reliving some of that trauma, but getting to speak about it with somebody else helped to open it up so it can start to release and move through me as it was something that happened, not that I'm living currently. So thank you, Gemma. Certainly, thank you, Arinda. Right 